I know I say every podcast episode is my favorite one when I do these introductions to interviews. Truly, this is one of my favorite episodes I've ever recorded with Chelsea, who was my launch coach for my last launch of Teacher Hustle University. I found Chelsea through a mutual business friend and found out that she really focuses on putting together a launch that feels good, feels doable, and even beyond that, actually feels like a bit of a treat. Um, I found that to be really interesting because launching a program for me, doing a live launch of Teacher House University where I'm doing a webinar and I'm showing up live and I'm sending a lot of emails where you're really concentrating your sales for me has been such an energy drain. I don't love talking about myself as far as selling goes. I know all of you can relate. We don't want to feel icky or salesy. And so when you've got to show up when you're launching something, it can be really exhausting. So I hired Chelsea for my last launch to help me just kind of feel balanced. And I received all sorts of gifts from Chelsea from um, you know, figuring out a way to feel balanced during my launch to actually scheduling a, a little hotel getaway for myself. She really knows how to take the idea of a launch from a strategic standpoint and also from an energy standpoint and mix the two together to create a launch experience for you that actually feels a little bit like self-care, which I know if you've launched before, you're like, wait, what? You have to tune into this episode. Now, if you haven't launched before uh, because you don't have a course or you don't have a membership or you haven't launched a training or anything online, please note that a launch can also be something like the TPT sale where you, for you that sell on TPT, where you are just really showing up a lot in the online space for a couple of days because you have things on sale. That is also a launch. So I think Chelsea's Tips here can help everyone, even if you haven't launched an online program like a course or a membership like I have, uh, but even if you've just had a concentrated period where you have to show up online or if showing up online, getting visible, putting yourself out there on social and things like that is really a challenge for you. Chelsea can help with all of that. And she's just one of the most giving people I know, and she has provided a ton of value in this episode. In fact, we were both saying after we hopped off the episode that we were going to go back and listen and take notes because it was so good. So tune in and then definitely go connect with Chelsea. She is amazing. And I know you are going to enjoy this episode. How can we as creative educators and entrepreneurs find our authentic voice, get real in a world where real is hard to come by and share our vision all while making some serious money and keeping it all balanced. Hey, hey, it's Alyssa with the Teacher Hustle podcast. If you're new here, welcome. Thanks for taking a chance on me. I'm a fifth grade teacher, toddler mom, and serial entrepreneur. I'm answering all your burning questions and bringing you simple business tips, mindset shifts, and inspiration to help you turn your passion into an income that makes an impact without being overly complicated. You know that one thing you can't stop talking about? We are going to share it with the world. So grab a cup of coffee and let's bring your wildest ideas to life. Okay, I am here with Chelsea, who is my absolute favorite. She was my launch coach for my last launch. So I feel like I'm sharing a bit of a secret with my listeners today, a little behind the scenes. Um, Chelsea, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your business journey? 
For sure. First of all, thank you so much, Alyssa, for having me on here. Like, it is my absolute pleasure to always share about launching and share around how we can launch profitably without the burnout that typically comes with launching. And I know we're going to talk about like what a launch is and what it can do for your business and stuff. But to answer your question, my business journey and kind of how I got here, (laughs) it's interesting because my degree is actually in biology. It's not in marketing. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I didn't know that. (laughs) Probably like share that a bit more, um, like just as a story, you know. But yeah, yeah, that's my background is is the sciences, the hard sciences, um, and uh, that didn't automatically translate into something that I actually wanted to do with my life because I didn't want to do research, I didn't want to go into a hospital or medical facility, I didn't want to do any of it. I just loved biology, but I didn't want to like do anything with it. <laughs> So after my degree, I had to kind of figure out, okay, what what the heck am I doing with my life? Uh (laughs) And uh, kind of stumbled into the world of remote working, online marketing, um, branding, copywriting. Um, my, My second coach was a copywriter and kind of taught me everything that I knew around copywriting, messaging, marketing, launching. And from that, it was kind of just a straight shot. I started doing a lot of work with my clients around their copy and writing sales pages, emails, um, funnel pages for them. And then that kind of gradually turned into more launch strategy, launch coaching along with the copywriting. Cause I was noticing that we would write the copy. It would be great, but then they'd launch and kind of have the thing, the launch fall apart a little bit. Mm. So the copy didn't really get to, the chance to shine. Um, and it kind of felt like the work that we were doing wasn't actually as supportive as it needed to be for them. And so, yeah, that's kind of how I ended up here from biology. <laughs> it's, well, it's, it's it's a long story. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and what's really interesting is you have the science background, which would make me think that you would be more of a data person, but you really went the copy route and, and having both of those, I think is really important for a launch. Yes. And actually it's, it's my science background that gives me the ability to analyze data in launches, the ability to, you know, train my clients on the idea of iteration, doing something, looking at the data, analyzing the data, tweaking the plan, running the play again. Cause that's like, that's biology. That's what we do in the sciences all day long. And we spend years on just like iteration of just one small piece of a very large puzzle because science is so data backed and it's so um, rigorous in terms of being able to repeat the same results over and over again, over larger and larger and more diverse sample sizes. And so that kind of knowledge and experience was actually super helpful for me (laughs) when I was coming into, especially launching, not so much copy. It actually 
killed me in copy because my first, like I told you, my second coach was a copywriter and she was like, Chelsea, you sound like you're writing a scientific paper. This is not going to work. Uh-huh. <laughs> but it actually really served me when it came to launching. So it, it's, it's just interesting how our backgrounds um, work to our advantages and disadvantages sometimes for sure. Uh, yeah. And I, I think knowing you know, what you're passionate about and where your skills and experiences lie and where they don't just helps you. It doesn't make anything impossible for you. It just helps you identify the areas where you may have natural strengths and where you may need to work a little harder. So I love that that story. But I, I do want to back up a little bit because I think, as I told you before we hit record, some of the listeners have been through a launch. They have a course, they have a membership or a workshop. They know the the story when it comes to a launch. They know the ups and downs and, right. and all the in-betweens. Um, but some of my listeners are probably not even familiar with the term launch. So let's start with the basics. Can you kind of define what a launch is? For sure. So I like to tell people that a launch is in really simple terms, just like a marketing campaign, just like, you know, you'll watch a company launch a new product and they'll come up with a bunch of different advertisements over, you know, on different TV stations. And you'll see those ads running for a specific period of time, like maybe two, three months, you'll see the same ad and then they'll start a new campaign. So that's a marketing campaign, right? A launch online is kind of a smaller version of that. And it's a lot um, more time bound than you'll see a marketing campaign. So typically this is a space of time during which you create a specific kind of experience for your audience so that they can make a buying decision. And that buying decision is not necessarily a yes. It's a yes or a no. This is for them to decide whether or not they're a good fit for you. This is not to convince them. This is not to persuade them. You're not trying to get them to do anything. You're trying to help them make a decision. And so you create a specific kind of experience that is specifically time-bound by whether that's like two weeks, three weeks. I've seen people do like six to eight weeks. I tend to be on the shorter side. <laughs> oh yeah, I can hardly do five days. Yeah, no, I I do. I I recommend my clients usually have a shorter cart. Um, but and when I say a shorter cart, I mean like a shorter time bound period. And yeah. so during that time, you create a specific specific kind of experience that gives your people whatever they need in order to make that buying decision. And so the question is, what do your people need? And how much time do they need to make that decision, right? Um, One of the things that Alyssa and I were talking about before we got on here um, was that we kind of realized that one of the things that you guys, as her people, need (laughs) is that you all need to to understand exactly what's inside of her program. Um, And so when she actually gave you all a sneak peek, it helped you to make your buying decision, right? And so that's a really great example of understanding, okay, what does my audience need? How can I create an experience that will give that to them in a specific amount of time that will allow them to make that buying decision? So that's really what a launch is. Yes, that's exactly right. And I 
Well, not, I mean, obviously you're right. <laughs> you know you're about. Yes, you got that right, Chelsea. Um, I mean, you were right in talking about my launch that about halfway through the launch of Teacher Hustle University, I, I have a, a large audience of people who are very interested in join, joining the program. And during my launch where I was having this concentrated time of really talking about the program and helping people make the decision about if it was right for them, there was this time period where it was really quiet. I was not getting a whole lot of um, just kind of back and forth, which I usually do get. And so I went to Chelsea and said, something is up. My audience needs something to make this decision. Right. What could it be? And somewhere along the line, we determined they needed to see behind the scenes a little mm-hmm. bit. They needed to wrap their minds around what was going to be behind this mysterious door of Teacher Hustle University. <laughs> and that really informed everything moving forward and worked out really well. So part of the launch was just figuring out what is it that my audience needs to make a decision about buying my, and it could be a course or membership, a workshop, or it could be a lot of the listeners have digital products. Mm -hmm. It could be that too. Like what do they need to make that decision? Right. Absolutely. And I love, um, Alyssa, that you mentioned that part of the launch was figuring out what it is they needed to make that decision. The first few times that you're launching friends, that's actually what it is. (laughs) It's figuring out, okay, what does my audience need? What do they respond to? What messaging really hits home for them? Um, really understanding the the people that you're serving kind of by like doing. It's like a little bit of building the plane while you, while you fly it. Not that you build your launch plan while you launch, <laughs> not like that, but in the sense of really beginning to understand your audience deeper and deeper as you are launching. And that's the iteration that I was talking about earlier. It's the idea, a launch is never just one launch and done. And this is the benefit of launching to your business. I'm kind of jumping the gun a little bit, Alyssa. (laughs) Okay, go for it. (laughs) But this is a part of the benefit of launching to your business is that in each and every time that you launch, you learn something about your audience that enables you to serve better. Our whole goal as a part of like why we even created a digital product or a program, why we even have a business is so that we can serve people. We can help them create a specific kind of result, a specific kind of transformation. And so every single time that we launch, we learn something new about them that enables us to help them even better, that enables us to serve them in a way that will really help them move toward that result and that transformation. And that's the iteration that I'm talking about. So it's never just a, oh, I launched once and made six figures and that's the end of the story. <laughs> or, or I launched once, I met my goals, that's it. That I, my business is done. I've done exceptionally well. It's amazing. No, it's a continual process of learning about your people creating that experience that gives them the opportunity to decide whether it is that you are the person to help them create that result. What if you launch and it's crickets and nobody buys? Is it a fail? Is it a failure? I never say that anything is a failure because the failure is just a matter of perspective. It's a matter of whether you're looking at it in like this time right now, like in the last two weeks, Yeah, this might have been a failure, but six months from now, it's not going to be 
because there's a lesson here for you. And if you will learn that lesson and apply it to your business, six months from now, it's your business is not going to look the same way. Your launches are not going to look the same way. So this moment of quote unquote failure was not really a failure. It was a, a moment of learning and a moment of laying the foundation that set you up for six months from now. So if you launch and there are crickets, <laughs> that's telling you something. That's telling you that your people are either not ready for this. There's something that you're saying that's not clicking home for them. Or maybe you don't, there's something about your offer that's not right for them. Or quite frankly, one of the most common things that I see when you launch and get crickets is that you haven't built up what I like to call hot demand. Um, and hot demand is the context and the situation where you have an audience, one, so you have people, right? And two, they are actively looking to you for the solution that you provide. So you can have an audience, but they be following you not for a solution. They're following you for inspiration or they're following you for motivation or they're following you because they like, they think you're fun and they just like you. They might not be looking to you for an actual solution to a problem. So if you launch and there are crickets, the first thing that I always recommend for you to examine in terms of lessons that you can learn here is have you actually built up hot demand? Yes or no? Do you have an audience that is actively looking to you for this solution that you are trying to provide? If you don't, then you kind of need to go back a few steps and start to build up that and cultivate that relationship where they will begin to look to you for that solution. I love that. And I think just to add to that, if you're audience is not looking to you actively for a solution, join Teacher Hustle University because that's what I teach you to do. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I've got you you covered there. But like I when I Alyssa, when I talked to you about your program, I was like, yes. Yes. (laughs) This is this is like the foundational ish that you would need in order to get this going. So yes, join THU. Exactly. It's that, it's that exactly what you said. It's like, we can, we can start an Instagram account. We can post some really cute things. We can get a ton of followers. And, but like you said, they may just be there to hang out and just to see what's going on. And because they enjoy you, that's great. But are they actively looking to you for a solution? That's such an important way to look at it. Absolutely. The other, the other side of that too, that I didn't really discuss, but I do want to mention briefly is the market research side, which I'm pretty sure is also in THU. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. Where you are not just, you're validating your offer as well, right? So remember I mentioned that one of the reasons that there could be crickets is because there's something about your offer that's not jiving with your people. So looking out into the marketplace and seeing what else is out there, seeing what solutions people are are looking for, that will also um, kind of help you to establish that hot demand so that you validate your offer, right? You you confirm that, okay, yeah, this is something that people in the world want, your audience, the people you want to serve, they're they're looking for it. And then the community validation piece that I was talking about earlier is the piece where you, you cultivate a community of people who actively look to you for that solution. I love that. Amazing. So- <laughs> 
people who have been through a launch have a general understanding. And if you've not been through one before, you're not going to understand what I mean until you actually go through it. Um, We all learn this the hard way. And I learned it with my very first launch. It is entirely draining. Mm -hmm. You go from this excitement that you can't even describe because you're about to put out something that you've worked so hard on to the world and you can't wait for the response. And there's this huge buildup. And then it's oftentimes not quite like the really amazing response that you kind of dreamed up in your mind. So then there's this crash where you're like, oh my gosh, does anybody even want this? And then it's like ups and downs all the way through. And and launches can make people sick. They can cause them to go into hermit mode after because they're just so exhausted. Why do you think launches are just so emotionally draining and stressful for entrepreneurs? Well, if you think about this like a live event, right? It's a, a live event is a lot. You have to show up in front of a group of people and you're giving and you're giving a lot to them as well. You're trying to help them address a problem. That's that's heavy stuff. Right. And so you as the person being looked to, whether you see yourself as a mentor, guide, um, you know, support person, authority, expert, however you want to, you know, envision yourself, you are being looked to in some capacity. You are a leader in some capacity. And I know that that might freak some people out here, Mm -hmm. but it's the truth. Like once you have a group of people looking to you, you become a leader and that's heavy. That's real heavy stuff. And so it takes something from you in order to show up that way. Just, I mean, if we think about it, honestly, everything in life takes something from us, right? I mean, we go to our nine to fives and it takes something from us. We, for all of you listening who are teachers, you show up for your kids and that takes something from you every day, right? And so we require on a very basic level energy to live life. This is why when we wake up and we're tired, we go for coffee because we're like, I need something <laughs> to take me through this day because I just don't have it. <laughs> yep. Right. And so on a very basic level, we all need energy to do life. We need that kind of emotional um, inner person kind of energy. And I call it energy. But like that that thing that keeps us moving through life and keeps us moving toward our goals. If we show up in a truncated period of time that is a launch, a time-bound period that is a launch, if we think of that like a live event, that's naturally going to take more from us than doing everyday life, right? Because that's a small space of time with a lot more people than we normally do life with, and it's demanding from us that we lead, that we support, that we teach, that we give. It's demanding a lot more from us than regular life would in a shorter period of time than regular life does. And so that's kind of why it can be so draining all over the place is because you are so excited to give and share, but then it's taking so much from you. And depending on what's going on in your launch, it might not be giving it back to you. 
Like you might not have the buzz that you want to see. You might not have the engagement that you want to see. So it's taking a lot from you. And depending on what's happening, it might not be giving it back to you. And even if it is giving it back to you, it's not giving it back in the same way that you can receive it. Right. And so it just creates a very intense experience that any per anyone who launches can tell you um as Alyssa has it's a lot it's a whole lot and I don't take that lightly and I've watched it happen because I have had clients like Alyssa has said who have gotten sick I've had clients who have been hospitalized from launching I've had clients who are like literally for the three weeks of their launch they don't go out they're in their house 24-7. They're staying up until 3 a.m. every morning, writing emails, creating funnels, taking care of the tech, writing social media posts. Like So so even if we think about just, as I was saying, just the, in, the analogy of an event, it's not just the going on the stage and the talking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's all the behind-the-scenes prep that's happening as well all of the the connections that need to be made behind the scenes all of the people that are supporting you behind the scenes so you're not even just paying attention to front facing or customer facing things you're also paying attention to like back end internal things if you have a team that's supporting you it's supporting that team and so take it from someone who knows <laughs> both of us know i think yep. but like having played a huge part in creating, designing, and executing multiple high five-figure and six-figure launches for my clients and being exposed to seven-figure launches, it takes a lot to launch and to have it meet the launch goals that you are trying to achieve. It takes energetically a whole lot. So I don't know if that answers the question, but I hope it paints an accurate picture of the fact that it's a, it's an intense experience. For sure. And so how do we set out in the very beginning, like knowing that it's going to be intense and knowing that there are going to be these ups and downs, how can we set launch goals that are realistic, but still exciting? Yeah. How can we set those? Yeah. Um, I think... One of the two questions that I always um, tell those who follow me to ask is going back to the first question we talked about earlier, what is my what does my audience need? What do my people need from me in order to make that buying decision, right? And then creating an experience within that truncated period of time that gives them what they need. But the other side of that is what am I able to give? And this is looking at your own personal energetic bandwidth and capacity to show up and give whatever it is that your people need. And so I think one part of creating launch goals that are realistic yet exciting is the realistic side of it is looking at, okay, how much do I actually have? You know, with my kitties running around every day and the work that I have to do and my partner that I have to show up for and my friends and my just in general life, like errands that I have to run, bills that I have to pay. Like what is my energetic bandwidth, my energetic capacity to give to this launch? And I mean, Alyssa can tell you, like we measure that in detail. (laughs) Yes, actually measure it. One thing that amazes me about you is the way that you can actually make 
this concept that feels a little bit woo, which yeah, is like- Yeah, it does feel a little like nebulous and like woo-woo and up in the air for sure. <laughs> like you're able to take it and make it more analytical. Like you mm-hmm. actually, during the process, just to give people kind of a sneak peek around what we did. So I came, I went to Chelsea because for my launches for THU, I, I pretty much had- the launch strategy. I mean, by the time that we came together, I had launched quite a few times. So the Mm -hmm. strategy was there, but my energy was, I knew like I was dreading launches because I was, Mm -hmm. I just knew it was going to take so much out of me. So my goals going in were really just to be, to feel good about the launch. Like I just wanted to feel balanced, but you were able to act. There was actually a graph that (laughs) where we kind of like graphed my energy. So you were able to bring this analytical nature to that, which I think helped a ton. Absolutely. And and I mean, that's the realistic side of it. It's like looking at, okay, how, what is my launch going to demand from me? And how much do I have to actually meet that demand? And then, so that's the realistic side of your launch goals, right? Because based on how much you have to give to the launch, that will kind of dictate, okay, that probably means that I'm not going to enroll a hundred people into my membership or into my course or get a hundred people to buy this thing. Cause I just don't have the energy that it's going to demand from me to show up and do all of the things to get a hundred people in the door. Right. But it might look more like 25 or 50. That might be more reasonable, right? And then the exciting side, I think personally, and Alyssa, you can sound off on this and let me know what you think. But the exciting side for me is once we set those realistic goals is filling myself up and creating space for my clients to fill themselves up so that they come to give from a full place. They come to the launch and give to their people from a full, excited place, and their energy is not following the typical energy of a launch that's like roller coaster up and down all over the place. But their energy is actually kind of either steady or if it dips a little bit, they have a plan to bring it back up. So, personally, excitement for me looks like being able to have space to take a staycation during my launch, being able to have space to lavish on myself like every single evening of my launch you know like one of the things that Alyssa did during her launch was like book a hotel room and I was like yes yes (laughs) it was I never would have that was you're so right that that I was excited for this launch not because I was like oh I'm gonna like try to enroll this many people Mm -hmm. I had you had me plan out all these self-care activities that Mm -hmm. I had like was not even on my radar. Yeah. The hotel room, you know, a bath one night, like even one of my favorite tips you had was like, okay, because for me, lives zap a lot of my energy. I'm an introvert. So if I've got to go live, like I'm happy to do it, but I'm exhausted after. So Mm -hmm. you just said like, you know what, bring something with you to the live that you're going to look forward to like a a mug of tea or something. Yes. Yes. Difference. It makes such a difference. So for me, the excitement is not necessarily in the goal itself, because here's the other thing too. I think one thing to remember is that as much as you plan and as much as you shoot towards specific goals, 
Um, and as much as you have probably hit those goals in the past, or you have lined things up to make hitting that goal a very real and possible outcome, right? That's still not something you can control because that's the future. What you can control are your actions right now. So what is it that you are going to do to bring yourself excitement? The goal itself and meeting the goal is putting a lot of pressure on that thing that you cannot control and making it responsible for your own reality. And to me, that's the way we've always done things when it comes to launching, but it hasn't served us because then all of your excitement is placed only in the possibility of meeting this goal. And then if you don't meet the goal, everything kind of crashes and burns and you feel like a failure and you're like, what am I doing? I don't even, I shouldn't even be in business. Like it Mm -hmm. spirals real quick. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. And then one thing that happens too is that I see a lot with people I work with is like, they're like, well, should I change everything? Should I go do this? Should I try this? This person did it this way. Maybe I should do it that way. And they go changing everything. This kind of frantic, desperate looking around, trying to figure out what do I need to change? What do I need to do to make this work? is because we place all of our kind of excitement and happiness and and idea of success on that specific launch goal. And that's one way to do things. (laughs) But from my experience, that tends to result in the roller coaster drainage that we all don't want and kind of in the launch PTSD that Alyssa was talking about, dreading Mm -hmm. launching, not wanting to do it, not wanting to commit to it, even though we're in business to serve our people. Isn't that crazy? Like we're in business to serve and support and and help people to achieve a specific outcome or transformation. And yet we hate the process of actually helping them to achieve that outcome or transformation. That shouldn't be the case. And so I think for me, the excitement comes not just in hitting the launch goal, but also in the journey of it. And that's the side that we can absolutely 100% control. We can have maybe like 80 to 95% control over the launch goal itself, but 100% control is in my hands when it comes to the actions and activities that I will do to manage my energy, ground myself, and make this actually a really fun and enjoyable experience for me. That is such a special way of looking at launches and not anything I've heard anyone else talk about. And I so appreciate it just having gone through it. Um, And I did hit my launch goals because I I didn't run out of energy. Like there was a point during the week. I still went through the ups and downs. Mm -hmm. I didn't avoid them. Mm -hmm. I was just prepared for them. Yes. And that's, that's the other thing that I love too about this idea of iteration is that you do it the first time and you still kind of go through the ups and downs. Like all my clients see this. And this Mm -hmm. is something that I kind of tell them at the beginning is like, we're not really going to avoid them, but we are going to prepare for them because we know what's coming. And that's the thing too, about that um, energy graph, that energy map that Alyssa was talking about is you can actually see where it's going to get intense so you can prepare for it. (laughs) Yep. I think I sent you a message halfway through. I was like, I know we predicted this, but it's really happening. So now what? (laughs) And and that's when we get to go back to those actions and activities that we've planned for ourselves, right? And that's where we get to say, okay, 
This launch is wigging out right now. What am I going to do? What's my response going to be? And we get to place the ownership back in our own hands. And it's not just reacting to the launch. It's not that desperate, frantic, what do I got to do to make this work? It's okay. The launch is doing what it's got to do. What am I going to do? What's my response going to be? And then from that place of grounding myself in the response, what am I then able to do about the launch itself? Which is, I think, Alyssa, what we were able to do for you. It's like one of the things that we kind of talked about when when the launch started, like getting crickets and like it wasn't doing what we wanted to do. It was, it was okay. I kind of sent you off to do some journaling, if I remember correctly, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. like, take, take a break, mm-hmm. walk away, like get mm-hmm. away from the computer, yeah. get out your pen and paper. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And just take some time to be with yourself, reground yourself. And then I kind of checked in a couple of days later and I was like, okay, what ideas have we come up with? Um, and, and we kind of talked through a few things. And then boom, we ended on a solution that actually gave the launch exactly what it need needed to get to where we wanted it to go. And so yeah. I think oftentimes that kind of frantic, desperate, like following the launch and reacting to the launch leads us into that drainage that we don't want. Mm-hmm. And creating this space for ourselves just it makes it such a lush and fulfilling experience. And you're right. I haven't heard anyone talk about this this way. And Alyssa, I'll tell you a secret. This yeah. this idea of, of this way of launching has been sitting with me for four years. <laughs> it's incredible. And, and your girl did nothing about it. Because I was like, nobody's going to want it. Nobody's going to listen to me. Nobody's going to care. They just want the money. So I actually didn't make this a part of my business because I talked myself out of it, just saying that people only want the result and the outcome. Um, But, you know, 2020 happened. (laughs) And I kind of just realized that, I I personally couldn't keep doing launching the way that I was, one. And then two, my clients also couldn't because of everything that was happening in the world at the time. Their right. mental health was taking such a hit. Um, their emotional health was taking such a hit. Like everything that was sparking, like I serve a lot of women of color and everything that was sparking off with um, just the blatant racism and injustice, everything that was sparking off happening in, in all, all over the world, everywhere, everywhere, not just racism, just like a lot of things, people getting sick, people losing loved ones, people having difficult, like financial situations, using their job, losing their jobs. Like these things take a toll on all of us. Mm -hmm. And so based on that, I was just like, no, I can't, I can't keep doing this this way. My clients can't keep doing this this way. There's gotta be a better way. And that's how my signature process kind of came out of this, but I was sitting on it for four years. because <laughs> I talked myself out of it, but that just goes to show you, right? Like watch what it is your people need and, and really create space to give that to them. Yeah. And holding an idea, a wonderful idea like that back from the world is only, you know, because you're not sure if people need it or whatever, because you're not jumping into it is only holding it back from people who need it because yeah. I, I did not know lush and launch could go in the same in sentence. The same sentence right? <laughs> no, I, that was not on my radar, but you make it possible and it is possible. And honestly, when you, my listeners know this about me, like 
I like a little bit of woo, but I'm honestly one of those people who kind of rolls my eyes at the woo yes, I get in general. That. I have to be pretty much forced into it. Yeah. So, but, and you did that to me, you kind of forced me into it a couple of times. A couple of times I was like, okay, I'll write down a couple, I'll write down some self-care things. Just <laughs> but then like during the launch, I was so grateful for it. Mm-hmm. I was so happy. It's this nice mix of strategy and just yeah, watching yeah. your energy. It's so, so, such important work. So I appreciate you so much for that. Um, and I know my audience is going to appreciate this episode, just hearing about what it's like and what it could be like. And I know they're going to want to connect with you after they listen. So can you tell us more about how they can connect with you? For sure. Um, a lot of my activity right now happens on Instagram. So you can follow me at the launch copy coach on Instagram. Um, I also have a podcast launching and learning with Chelsea Wallace. So there's a ton of really great episodes there as well. So, I mean, those two places are really perfect for connecting with me. Um, And if you have any questions, you can always DM me on Instagram or even on Facebook. I'm also on Facebook as well at the launch copy coach, same, same um, handle. So yeah, those, those three places are great for connecting with me, asking me questions and getting support from me. Oh, I know they're going to enjoy connecting with you and your IG lives are the best. You go live so much, by the way. (laughs) I go live every day. Um, But here's what happened. Here's what happened, Alyssa. And this is kind of a a real life, like energy management, energy check case study situation, because I I had talked myself out of going live for a very long time. And there was a time in my business where I was going live a lot. And then I stopped and I didn't do it for like two years. And I was like, it takes so much for me to go live. It's so draining. I don't want to do it. I'm done. Right. And I didn't do it for a while. And then I kind of thought, okay, I need to get visible again. Let me just get back to it and see what it's like. Let me just try it once. Let me create space in my schedule so that my energy feels good. And I'll do it once a week. It's okay. I did it one time and I was like, oh, this feels great. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> so it kind of, you know what it did for me? It actually affirmed a lot of like what I know that I know in terms of, because so often you kind of just get, stay in your own space of serving your clients and you kind of get in the same rhythm and you forget that like, you actually know what you're talking about. Right. <laughs> yes. And so the live kind of became my moment of affirmation and my moment of giving. And the more I showed up and shared, it's the more I found that I had to say. And so it just became a natural thing for me to go live every day. Um, And then I kind of just got into the consistency of it. So it's not... It's not something that I build up in my brain anymore. It's just something that kind of happens. And I don't even set a time for it, which I probably should. I just kind of have like a time bracket and I just show up and then I hop off and that's it. So, I mean, (laughs) not that you have to go live every day or anything, but just an example of like what can happen when you create space to manage your energy you can actually find that you have more energy to keep going and you function maximally within those boundaries that you know you have. 
I'm writing that down. <laughs> I can say it to like repeat to myself, create space to manage your energy. It's just like I wrote an email last week about how the best ideas come in the shower. Yeah. It's the same yeah. same idea. It's you yep. have to have the space. You if ever you are stuck, if ever you are feeling too in the mud with your business, if you're feeling like the ideas aren't flowing or you you don't know what to create next or whatever, just it's space. You need yeah. space and then the ideas will come. It's always space. Space, mm-hmm. space, 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 space. <laughs> take a vacation. Take a staycation. If you are listening, you need a break. Do something. Go drive yeah. in your car for 20 minutes. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I know, I also want to say too, Alyssa, I know that's hard um, if you are a parent. Yeah. Um, I know it's not easy to do, to just like say... I'm just going to leave my kids. Like you have to make arrangements. That's not an easy thing, but maybe Alyssa, that's something you can mention a brief word about is like, how do you do that with kids? Or maybe that's another episode. I don't know. But like- <laughs> No, you know what? That That's interesting. Cause that was part of our conversation. It was like a couple of things. First of all, you were like, what about booking a hotel room? And at first mm-hmm. I was like, well, no, like I can't, For, mm-hmm. I'm nursing. So like, how am I going to leave the baby? I, I had not left her yet at this point. And like, I can't leave my husband with three kids. He's going to like, <laughs> just lose his mind. But your point was like, but what if you put some intention and thought behind it? And what if you just put a date on the calendar and you just let everybody know and you planned yeah. for it and it happened. I mean, to be honest, I actually ended up bringing my family with me on the day, mm-hmm. which was kind of silly because it was not what we had planned. But there yeah. was this other piece that you talked about, which was that um, one of your energy, what do you call them? Energy, energy, energy shifting and energy refilling actions, energy refilling and energy shifting. And so one of them for me was just playing with my kids. I remember explaining this to you. You were like, what, what fills up your energy? And I said, playing Mm -hmm. with my kids, but only if I'm playing with my kids with my phone off, I'm done with work. Like there's nothing else happening. Mm -hmm. So it can be energy filling and it can be energy zapping. It just the intention behind it. Yes, 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 yes. So like, so I, I thank you for sharing that because I think that also, I hope that that gives a lot of you listening permission to find the thing that even if it means like being with your family, being with your kiddos, but being intentionally with them, you know, like it's not, it's not the kind of frantic, oh, I have to watch them now kind of thing right. while you're like trying to get something else done, you know, but it, I think a lot of um, energy shifting and energy refilling has everything to do with um, presence and like being in that moment and enjoying that moment. And so like when we talk about space, that's really what we mean. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And I remember mid-launch, like it's really hard mid-launch to set your phone aside and to not yeah. be thinking about the launch. But I remember thinking, okay, this was supposed to be the energy refilling time. So I'm going to shut mm-hmm. everything off. I'm feeling a little, I'm feeling a little like, you know, frantic and yeah. I'm going to make some sort of crazy decision. So let me just put everything aside and just mm-hmm. play with my kids and go all in with playing with them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, what a difference that actually made for you in that moment. Mm-hmm. Like, I I love, 
And and this is the, again, this is kind of the iteration process. Is like the more you do this, the more you are able to do it. The more that you actually say, okay, I'm feeling the pressure. I'm feeling frantic. I'm feeling like I'm gonna start looking for desperately kind of grabbing at anything to quote unquote fix this. So let me actually lean into my energy refilling action or leaning to my energy shifting action right now. And if you want to know more about what that is, like go listen to my podcast. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, so much here. So much to dig into for sure. Um and and like when you say, okay, I'm gonna lean into that, I'm gonna lean into that activity you realize what it does for you and it enables you to make that decision more quickly next time until the energy shifting and the energy refilling, especially during your launches, becomes a default for you. And this is what I mean by like, the more you do it, the easier it becomes to do it because you start to create a new habit and you you start to like rewrite the experience of launching for yourself. And it's no longer something that you dread. It's something that you are growing in until it becomes something that you actually enjoy because you realize, oh my God, every single launch, I get to love on myself and love on my people. This is going to be amazing. <laughs> yes, so true. And I really, I wrote that down to rewrite the experience. I actually really do. I am looking forward to my next launch mostly because I get to hang out with you again and hopefully like <laughs> chat about my launch, but also because of those energy refillers and just, and, and those have carried over beyond just the launch period. Mm-hmm. It's just things that I need to do for myself. But yeah. um, I want to clarify for listeners too, though, that space does not equal going and trying to gather more information. That's not the same space that we're talking about, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It's not, no, it, it's, it's taking, it's actually like stepping away from the launch a lot. Yeah. It's, it's putting, when we talk about space, it's space between you and the launch or space between you and the trigger in general. Like Alyssa, I love that you kind of said this carried on after the launch, mm-hmm. <laughs> just into regular life, because low key, this is kind of like a, a life thing. This is a regular life strategy. It's not just for launching. <laughs> it just so happens to work really well with a launch. Uh-huh. Um, but the thing about it is like in life, there's so many triggers. There's so much stuff that comes yeah. up and or reaction tends to be whatever has been the path of least resistance for us. So we go down the path of least resistance in our reactions, which is whatever habits we've developed. And so if we can take some space between that moment of triggering and the moment of reaction, right, we can decide on a different reaction and that reaction becomes an intentional response. And so that space is really stepping away from the trigger a little bit giving yourself some time to be in the moment and process where you are, reframe where you are, and then decide, okay, so what am I going to do now about this trigger? Mm -hmm. I think because this podcast and my program is called Teacher Hustle, not because I think teachers should hustle, but because teachers have this special kind of hustle where 
we solve all problems by doing more. And I think that can really be tricky because we start to recognize that a trigger has happened and think that we can fix it by learning more, doing more, like pouring more of ourselves. That's just like a natural thing for us. Mm -hmm. So we have to recognize the trigger and step back. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And like one of the things that actually, Alyssa, that I've shifted to is um, you didn't go through this, but all my upcoming clients are going to (laughs) is and it's actually like based on um, your experience and a couple other clients experience is looking back at the launch and paying attention to like where exactly the triggers were. You know, not just like the energy draining things, but what exactly triggered you so that you know and that you can kind of plan, kind of like what we were talking about. You plan for it so that if it comes up, you know exactly what space you need to take in order to respond to it. Oh, I love that. And I love journaling as part of that too. Just really help to ground you in your thinking. Yes. Journaling is, it's, listen, I journal every day. I, if I don't journal, my day is a mess. Yeah. It's one of those things that really, really helps to kind of give you that space to get back within yourself and helps you determine, okay, what do I want my response to look like? Yeah. This was an amazing episode, Chelsea. Thank you so much. And I know my people will be over DMing you and hanging out with you on your lives. And I know I will be. And um, maybe we can even schedule a follow-up episode because I feel like we have even more we could unpack. But this was amazing. And thank you so, so much. You're so welcome, Alyssa. I hope this was helpful for you all. As Alyssa said, like, reach out to me on Instagram, DM me, come listen to my podcast. Like, all of these are resources for you. Because here's the thing, too, is I might not be able to support you one-on-one, depending on what's going on in my business at the time and depending on what's going on for you, right? Like, it might not be the right time. But there's so many resources for you to tap into that all it's going to take is like you listening and taking notes. So I highly encourage you to come like take notes on this episode, like re-listen to it (laughs) because Alyssa, you asked such great questions and this was such a great episode. And then like tap into the resources that I have available for you because those are going to be so helpful. And whether you have a course or a membership, a workshop, or just digital products, whether you've launched before or you just know what it feels like, a lot of the listeners, uh, they sell on a site called Teachers Pay Teachers. So there's like what would be considered their launch would be the TPT sale, which is where we put a lot of effort into really getting visible during the sale. Right. That's your launch. And that's where yeah. you, you need to focus on, yeah. on really checking in with your energy. So um, there's definitely space for you to check in with that and see what Chelsea has got going on over on her Instagram. It's so helpful. (laughs) Thank you, Alyssa. Thank you so much all for listening. This was so great. And I look forward to seeing you over there. You're the best. Thank you. See, didn't I tell you, Chelsea is just simply amazing. She's such a giving person and she has tons of value over on her Instagram page. So definitely go join her. And if you're thinking about launching a course, a membership, a workshop, a training, something like that this summer, I would love to help you as well. Take your idea and turn it into something that could be ready for a launch. 
And I do that through a program I have that is a group coaching program called the Course and Membership Creators Intensive. We are, we really don't do a launch around this program. We kind of put it out quietly to Teach Your Hustle University members first, and then uh, I'll mention it to people who are following me. So I did decide to mention it here on the podcast. I'm going to be running a cohort coming up in June. And so if you would like to get your application in for this group coaching program or just to find out a little bit more about the program, I am going to drop the link in the show notes for you to check that out and go over and apply. We will take your idea for a course, a membership, a workshop, or training and turn it into something that you can actually take and launch uh, for the first time or if you've already launched something and you want to tweak it and make it better. We do this in a group coaching setting, which means you have people going along through with you, people that you can run bounce ideas off of, and just a nice small group of learning together. So go check that out if you're interested. And I hope you will also connect with Chelsea because she has tons of value to provide you. Thanks for listening to the Teacher Hustle podcast. I love hearing from you. So if you loved this episode, please consider leaving a review. You can also join our Facebook group, Teacher Hustle Podcast, to chat about all things business, mindset, and marketing. I also love to chat in the Instagram DMs, so send me a DM or tag me in your post. My name is Teacher by Naptime over there. I'll see you in the next episode.